Welcome back to another edition of the Great Musical Adventure. Today is February 16th, 2021. It is a Tuesday night. It is 9.32pm as I'm recording this. Currently zero degrees in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota. We are just getting to the end of our polar vortex at least here in Minnesota, it's supposed to creep back up into some better temperatures by the end of the week. Though, as I understand, for our friends in the South, namely Texas and Oklahoma, the situation is much different. They are getting temperatures that normally people like me here in Minnesota are seeing, though the people of the great state of Texas are not as prepared for such winter weather, reasonably so. Because they don't normally get it like they do up here. I wish all the best for those that might be sitting with power outages or heating outages. I hope they are bundling up and staying safe and warm from someone in a very cold climate and very used to these things. I wish you all of the best. Luckily, things are a little different here in Minnesota, and I'm very fortunate that I got to listen to a bunch of great albums. And I have just three today. Normally I have about four, has been going with the last couple of episodes, but I just wanted to do three. Just maybe give a little more of a spotlight. I suppose. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Gretchen Moncur III. I hope I'm pronouncing Gretchen right. I don't really have a pronunciation um, in front of me. And this is a pretty unusual name. G-R-A-C-H-N. It's Gretchen Moncur III. The album I want to talk about is his 1964 album, Evolution. It's a jazz album, and actually all three of the albums I'm going to talk about, except for, I think, for one... No, they'll, they'll all be jazz albums. This is going to be a jazz-themed great musical adventure. But anyway, Gretchen Monker III, this is his 1964 release, Evolution. Um, recorded in November of that of the year before 1963 released in April of 1964 it's a post-bop album and it's it's quite a strange and very forward-thinking record and it has a really great cast it's got Lee Morgan on it it's got Bobby Hutcherson on vibes stellar stuff Jackie McLean's on it Bob Crenshaw's on it. Yeah, the one of the things that I love about jazz albums is that you can just go through the personnel and you can just pick out names of just legendary jazz musicians. And then you can go pick them out and start finding records in their own discography that are amazing. Like Lee Morgan stuff is classic. Bobby Hutcherson. Uh, obviously a classic. Jackie McLean, too. Uh, just really great stuff, and 
again, really forward-thinking material. Uh, I think of the title track, Evolution, which is, I wouldn't necessarily call it drone, but it's, it kind of has a very droning sort of mystique, I guess. I don't want to call it muddle necessarily, foggy might be the better term. It's a very foggy track. And, you know, the whole album, at least, well, this A side anyway, is kind of just steeped in this very mysterious, very complex suspense uh, that's just really fun. And it's not something you often hear in a, in a mid-60s post-Bob record. Of course, on the B side, things get a little more traditional. Um, the coaster is, I mean, the B-side is still very fun, the coaster is fun, Monk in Wonderland is fun. Um, yeah, just, I was really blown away by this record, and I love it when I'm able to be really blown away by something, but yeah, check out Gretchen Monker III's Evolution. And the next one I want to talk about is actually because I heard the title Monk in Wonderland, that's obviously a tribute to Thelonious Monk. So I took a listen to um, a Thelonious Monk album I haven't heard before. It's Monk's Music from November 1957. It's technically about the Thelonious Monk's septet. But it's got Thelonious in a little red wagon on the cover. He's got sunglasses on. Oh, and he, he just, he looks amazing. It's a fantastic cover. I feel like really fantastic cover that suits the album really ups the ante for me. I don't know. I think there's a really... I think having a really great cover can almost elevate the music in a way. Not necessarily in the way that you know, it doesn't elevate the actual audio, obviously, but it's just a really nice addition to the listening experience, and I think having a really solid, you know, like, graphic design or just a really, like, cool-looking album cover, I think does wonders for lo lots of my favorite albums, I think. I don't often have... I guess in my, I can't think of in my very, very favorites um, albums with covers that I don't at least sort of like. But anyway, Monk's Music, fantastic cover. And it's a pretty great record as well. It's rooted in very traditional hard bop jazz. It's got a pretty good selection of standards. Well, You Needn't and Ruby My Dear is on the A side. Starts out really with that because it's got a little one minute track at the beginning, Abide With Me, which is really fun. Um, but it goes right into the standards. Um, it's got another stellar all-star cast. You got Monk on piano, of course, but then you got uh, Coleman Hawkins on tenor, Coltrane is on here as well. Um, this is relatively early Coltrane, and I didn't think he stood out. You could tell, of course, when he's playing, but I didn't really think he stood out particularly. Um, 
at least not even as much as Coleman Hawkins. I thought Coltrane still had some solid solos, but he's definitely a little ways away from, you know, the material that he would put out with, like, Giant Steps and Love Supreme and all those classics. But he still plays very well. You got Wilbur Ware on bass, Art Blakey on the drums. Oh, man. Ugh, just the way that Art Blakey plays his drums. It's magnificent, truly. Just a treat for the ears. And it's a really fun record. Um, it's really consistent, I think. And I don't think um, jazz albums are at least the ones I end up gravitating towards, as I'm still a relatively new-ish jazz fan. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm waiting in like the classics, but maybe just like one or two levels down where I'm really getting into the classics of some lesser known jazz musicians like Gershon Monker III. But yeah, this one is particularly consistent. I think it's not super flashy. It doesn't particularly strike me all the way up until the last track, Capescuo with Nelly, which I really enjoyed. But the rest of the album is just, it's really nice on the ears. I feel like I could put it on and it's not particularly out there. It's quite accessible, but it's just a really nice record filled with some really top of the line players and that's all you can really ask sometimes. The last one I wanted to check out was um, another saxophone, although he plays saxophone, and then he also plays uh, flute and oboe. He tends to play the flute the most, kind of in his later career, but this is from Youssef Latif, and it's Youssef Latif's, or excuse me, Youssef Latif's Detroit, latitude 42, 30, longitude 83. Um, kind of a long title, but I think most could probably shorten it with Youssef Latif's Detroit. Um, released in June 1969, a kind of foray into jazz funk, I would say. It's not not quite something like later career Donald Byrd or something, but there's still a lot of funk grooves going on here. It's kind of a... Excuse me, it feels like a like a, like a, like a 70s cop show or something. Just very to the nose and urban, I guess. Oh, urban is such a dorky word. But it definitely feels like a Mean Streets cop show type feel to it. And the funk grooves are, for the most part, great. Uh, they don't come across as necessarily cheesy as, like, cop show funk might sound like. It's often parody, I suppose. But this one, this album is quite genuine, I think, with the funk grooves that it lays down. And for the most part, they're just really fun and really nice to listen to. Think of Belle Isle towards the end, it really ramps up and 
you know, just bringing all the instruments together, which is a treat for me. I think Yusuf Latif is quite an underrated, outside of Eastern sounds from 1961, which is how I first got into Yusuf Latif, and probably one of my favorite jazz releases. But I don't necessarily see much of his other works getting a lot of um, play or credit or big acclaim. And I think this one, Yusuf Latif's Detroit, I think is a solid entry in the Yusuf Latif catalog. I think it's, it's another consistent album, but in a different way. It's very funky. Sometimes it's all about those grooves, and the A side of this record is just lively, with the and just really getting into the nitty gritty again. Bell Isle towards the back half too. Um, he kind of does a not regular jazz tune, but he kind of gets a little more traditional with the last track, that lucky old son, which I thought was one of the best tracks out of the whole album. It's interesting sometimes little excursions in an album that veer off into diff a different genre than what most of the album is playing and how those sometimes can be really the, the, the shiny moments of the album. But anyway, I would definitely recommend checking out Yusuf Latif's Detroit. It's a fun album like a lot of Yusuf Latif's work, including Eastern Sounds, and Blue Yusuf Latif too, to an extent. It's got some good tracks on it too. But that is going to be it for me. I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a good, a good, <laughs> excuse me, I'm stuttering a little bit. I hope you have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, as the Truman Show might put it. But anyways, I will see you next time here on The Great Musical Adventure.